What is up? My name is Tony McGeehee, and you're listening to Emerging Entrepreneurs, the podcast made by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Welcome back to episode 26. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome home. You guys are awesome, and thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a great New Year's, a great Christmas, a great holiday season all around. I really enjoyed spending time with my family. I just want to take a moment here real quick for those of you that are new to the channel to head to my website, emergingpodcast.com. There you can find all past episodes of the podcast, my blog, and my brand new Create Your Own Podcast course. Click the link on my Instagram page at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast or go to emergingpodcast.com to check it out. Now moving on, Daniel Mejia is the founder of Aroma Necklaces as well as an online business consultant and entrepreneur. I had the chance to meet Dan a couple months ago at a dinner and he instantly caught my attention because we were all talking and Dan would ask us very probing questions and just required me to think a lot deeper than anyone had pushed me to in the past. In this episode, Dan talks about how Ty Lopez influenced him to start his own online business, how he succeeded at that, and how that turned into him teaching others how to sell successfully online as well. Dan talks about the mission of Aroma Necklaces, helping children in his home country of Guatemala receive education. And legacy is a theme that Dan talks a lot about in this episode, and I dive deeper into that with him in this episode. We talk about fear and how to overcome those fears to accomplish your goals. We cover a lot in this episode, you guys. Dan shares so much good information for you in this episode, so be sure to listen to the full interview. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes, as always, and share the podcast with your friends, please. Also, go follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. Now, without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Emerging Entrepreneurs. I hope you guys are doing well today. Today I have a very special guest on, Dan Mejia, and he is the owner of Aroma Necklaces, a consultant and an online entrepreneur and just about everything in between. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony, for having me. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. So Dan, go ahead. Um, I know we just talked about a lot there in the intro. You do a lot of different things. So go ahead and talk a little bit about everything that you do and kind of how you got started uh, doing all of those things and, and where it's brought you to now. Perfect. So um, as you said, I, I am a online entrepreneur, a consultant. Um, and how I started with that is just I took a course online by a lot of entrepreneurs. No, Ty Lopez. Um, and he was talking about how to make money online. And I had recently just got, you know, fired from um, my previous career. I was a mortgage broker. Um, and I was looking for, for ways to make, you know, my business work because I always knew I wanted to be my own business owner. So I started looking at cost-effective ways that I could start with literally $5,000 in my pocket. And I found, I found Ty Lopez. And um, he was talking about how to start a business online. So I just, I invested whatever it is. I think it was like 1500 bucks uh, to get everything up and running. And I just dove in. Um, and, you know, I, I had no experience with online business. I had never sold anything over, over the internet before. Um, so this was just new waters to me. So 
But when you have your back against the wall, you have no choice. You, you got to make it work. So that's exactly the mindset that I had. And now I'm a, I'm a consultant to you know, um, a lot of entrepreneurs that want to do the same and want to package and, and sell their services online. Awesome, man. So talk a little bit more about the, the consulting business you do and the, all the online business. So you started it, talk about how long ago you started it and how long you've been doing it now and then kind of how long it took you to, to really get to a point where, you know, you were making a, a good enough income from it where, you know, it, it was sustainable and you knew that this is something that you could really do. Absolutely. So I was, I've, I've been in business for about a year now with my online company um, and I had seen exponential growth uh, compared to a lot of people that were you know, in the same group or in the same course. And, uh, people started, I started posting my results inside of the group and people started reaching out to me, you know, asking for help. So I gave a couple of my tips, you know, I took some people one-on-one. I didn't charge them for it because I, I didn't even, you know, know that I could be a consultant at that point. Um, but the more people that came to me, I said, I, my time is valuable. I got to start charging people for my time. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how the consultant, you know, uh, business side of uh, my online endeavors started. Just wanting to help other people. That's exactly how it started. Yeah, for sure. So is that online business, is that Aroma Necklaces or is it something else that your online business is? No. So it was Aroma Necklaces and then I shifted into consulting because people wanted to um, learn how to, you know, get the results that I did. Gotcha. And then now I help um, anybody that wants to basically have an online storefront where they sell uh, products or services. Okay. Gotcha. So now talk a little bit about Aroma Necklaces. What what exactly is that and, and why did you start that? Okay. So Aroma Necklaces, what we do there is we, um, we're a necklace and bracelet company that sells bracelets and jewelry that has uh, aromatherapy benefits. So anything that has to do with essential oils, um, it's pretty unique because we the inside of designs of the jewelry, there's lava stones. So... At first, um, we didn't know that you could use essential oils for the purpose of diffusing oils. So we just started selling the necklaces as, you know, like nice pieces. And then we f- we ran into uh, like doTERRA and Young Living, and they were really hyping up uh, diffuser jewelry. And I started looking into that because that was interesting to me. I never heard of anything like that. And then we found out that what we were selling was diffuser jewelry so then we started marketing our products directly to you know like doTERRA Young Living or any essential oils so that's how that pretty much took off um and it's pretty interesting because you know when you have an idea and you want to make it work and then all of a sudden it finds out that you just have to pivot a different direction like your business could go you know you could see rapid improvement overnight exactly so why bracelets and necklaces? Is there some special meaning to you behind that? Or was it just something that you thought would be profitable? Um, at first, there, you know, I, it, it's all about meaning. A company that really inspires me is a company like Tom's uh, or any company that gives back, you know, that has a mission of, you know, for 
profit, but also for purpose. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to create my own my own vision of what that looked like to me and you know my individual passions, <clears throat> but, but also see like how can the profits of our company you know be used for some type of bigger purpose. Yeah. So I'm from Central America, Guatemala. I mean, Guatemala is a third world country. So I just every time I go over there, like my heart sinks because it's you know here in the United States we take a lot of things for granted. And the only thing that really puts us above anyone else is just the fact that we have education. Yeah. And that's really what separates people. So I wanted to bring back, you know, some form of, you know, higher education to the people in Guatemala that just can't afford it. So that's, that's my big, big, big mission is I want to give back to those people. And that's why I started a company. So, you know, a portion of our profits could go to educational resources, things that have to talk about, you know, business, finances, entrepreneurship. Um, for anyone that just really wants to just, you know, get ahead. Gotcha. So, talk about your ultimate goals with your business then, if you know, with Aroma Necklaces, you're doing that, you know, kind of as a bigger, what's your bigger vision for that and, you know, for, for helping education in, in third world countries and under underdeveloped countries bigger vision that's exactly what I want to do I just what really drives me is legacy like I want to be remembered for something you know other than just existing so if I could do that by you know having like online communities or in-person communities where people like you know inspiring entrepreneurs could come together and um, you know work under one roof to, to fulfill whatever it is that they're trying to achieve like I want to almost create like incubators of creativity and business ideas where people could come together and and collaborate all right man so then talk about your legacy you know what is that legacy obviously it seems like you've thought about it quite a bit so if you could put your legacy into words kind of what do you see your legacy as My legacy is making my family, the generations that are after me, have a, a business owner mindset, an investor mindset, a self-employed mindset, um, instead of you know working for somebody. You know, own what it, whatever it is that you want to own in your life, and you don't have to ever be stricken by somebody else's employment. Um, that's that's a huge part of it. Another part of it is being remembered by my family as somebody that came he 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 did whatever it is that he wanted to do in his life like fearlessly um because that's just going to give him the motivation to go after what what they want to go after and being being a great husband being a great father uh now since my son's on the way so it's my wife involves a, a lot around my family yeah not about my family right now, but also the the family that's gonna come. Yeah. Talk about your legacy in, in terms of how it's changed now that you know that you're gonna have a kid. And so I know that definitely there's gotta be a lot of different things that you think about now than you were before you knew you were having that kid. hundred percent. And I, I I'll have another um epiphany or breakthrough uh when my son's born. But right now, the biggest thing that I'm focusing on is making sure that 
I'm learning to be the person or the father figure that my son is going to look up to. You know, the the business person with ethics, the business person that, you know, loves his mom, the business, um, not to say business person, the father that loves his mom, that's going to love him. Um, so just making sure, like, I'm the per- I'm ideally the, the the perfect father figure. I know there's no such thing, but like that's what I'm chasing. It's like the perfect father figure that's gonna allow him to to see what a, a man should be and look up to his father and you know have his father as somebody that he could look up to. Yeah, for sure, man. So you talked about just a little bit ago doing things fearlessly and going through things fearlessly, and I think. That fear is a huge thing that holds people back from doing what they really want to do. And so, obviously, I don't think there's anyone who's ever lived that did everything fearlessly. So, talk about those times where you have been scared, what you've done anyway, and how you kind of battled through that fear. Absolutely. Well, one thing I can tell you guys is fear, you're always going to have fear. Fear is always going to exist. The only thing that you get better at doing is managing fear. Um, and that's that's my mindset on it. And that's how I approach it. Whenever I'm feeling uh, uh, some type of like, you know, my e breaks coming on, I, I try to analyze it from a point of, you know, am I re- am I just reacting to how this makes me feel, or am I thinking about this very clearly and like why am I feeling like that? And it's just start take start to take inventory of things that pop into your mind because one thing that also. I really believe is n- not everything that comes into your mind is is serves you. So if you're constantly reacting to your emotions and you know every thought that comes into your mind, we have about eighty thousand a day. You're you're never going to you'll you'll never leave the door. You're, you'll never yeah. go outside. So like I said, you just have to manage it and you have to really focus on you know why am I doing this? Yeah. So talk about, I don't know if you have any steps that you take personally, but if you could think of some, what are, you know, two, three, four steps that people can take to manage their fear better? Wow, that's a good question. Um, ones that, one that I could give you is to look at it from an outside perspective, is look at it from somebody else looking in and then ask yourself, like, why would I fear this or why is this feeling like I can't achieve this and at, usually at the end of the day it just comes down to having like a limiting belief and the beautiful thing about beliefs is you could change them you could create new beliefs just by making sure that you have reference experiences that support your new belief so you know question what you believe in question is this my belief or why is it that i even believe that i fear this that's the that's the biggest thing that i could give anybody is just challenge like why you believe that this is even fear to begin with or why you're fearful of this and then if you have to write it down like i'm scared of this why am i scared of this and usually it comes down to you don't want to be ashamed or if you you don't want to be rejected because if you're rejected you won't feel loved and i think that's somebody that's everybody's biggest fear is the fear of not being enough and the fear of not being loved i think that stems just from being 
you know, grown-up version of a baby. Um, because the only fear babies have when they're when they're young is the fear of uh, abandonment. So I, I that I mean I it, I tell everybody like if I could give you some way to change your thought process on fear, that's the way I would do it. It's just question your beliefs and you know if you have to write them down as to why you feel that way and start to go about creating new ones. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about some of those causes of fear that you thought and those two that you mentioned are really good cuz I I think the same exact thing a lot of people they just fear things because they fear failing at it and you know not being accepted or you know if they do do whatever it is that they want they fear that that's not the norm and so people won't accept them and so I think that's super important as well what are some of those other factors that play in to the reasons why people fear things why do you think that you know, people fear the things that they do. Absolutely. I mean, if you look back at it from a biological standpoint, like our brain is not meant for us to be successful. Like our brain is meant for us to, to help us survive. And I mean, we live, and it's 2019 now, like, you know, just imagine how we've evolved. Like we still have a caveman brain. So start to just question like why is it that I feel this why am why am I pulling the e-brake when this situation comes up and when you analyze it and you step back from a point of third person and you look at yourself and like why why am I letting these fear cripple me you know it's never gonna these fears are never gonna allow me to get to my ideal life and once you understand that those fears are always going to be there you just learn on how to manage them and you just get better at stepping over them. Yeah. So what do you think are, you know, whether it's right now or it's been in the past, what are some of the biggest fears that you've had and, you know, in business or, or personally? And and really, what was that feeling like once you got over those? Absolutely. Um, one of my biggest fears was not knowing enough. The feeling of not knowing enough. And... You, you're never going to know enough. You're never going to have all the answers. That's why you have to go and you have to try. You have to go and you have to see how much information do I need to achieve this? And if I'm not achieving it, then that means I need to get more information to achieve my ideal goal. And that's all it is. It's just understanding that you're, you're never going to know everything that you need to know to get to that goal. But the most important thing that you do need to know is you have to start now. Because if not, you're never ever going to get the data from that thing that you're trying to achieve for you to optimize it. Mm-hmm. And for you to actually achieve it. Yeah, for sure. So for all my tech people out there that are into technology, it's all about data. Data is you putting your information, you putting your product out there into the world, and you getting the data back from it. What does it say? Do my customers love it? Do my customers hate it? They love it. Perfect. Why do they love it? And then basically cut the fat and then optimize and get better at just understanding that everything you do is data and all your main focus is is to collect data and then optimize that data. Next I want to kind of go back to what you talked about first with uh, the, the Ty Lopez course that you bought and everything. So, one, did you have any previous sales experience before that? And then two, 
you know, how did you go about growing a business so fast and faster than what others were doing to where they wanted to seek your help? Yeah. So I've always been entrepreneur minded. I always wanted to, to be, have my own business owner because, you know, um, you know, growing up, like MTV Cribs would be on and, you know, there would be celebrities showing their, their houses. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I ever achieve that? Uh, the cars, obviously. Yeah. And um, I've always just had a, a hunger for, for, for learning business. And one thing that I really paid attention to was, you know, Amazon's growth, eBay's growth, and they sell products online. So when I came across this this course, it was kind of serendipitous. I mean, I thought I think it was supposed to happen for a reason. Um, I just I just jumped in. I said I have to learn it. I don't. I mean, this is this is my way right now to create a business from scratch uh, with the money that I have. Because I mean, you could buy franchises, you could go and have yeah. a brick and mortar store. But I mean, look at Sears. I mean, out of business. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew online business is the future so i said i gotta dive in i gotta i gotta learn how to advertise and it i mean it taught me everything it taught me how to advertise taught me how to pick products um it taught me the the fundamentals of of how to run an online business and i just used that and then i just started building building on that knowledge Uh, i mean i learned marketing i learned um persuasion I learned how to influence because you're not there and trying to influence people like your website has to do all of that for you. Yeah. So you have to, you have to know about human psychology. And that's another thing that really drives me. Uh, that really, really drives me is I love like human psychology. I love persuasion. I love sales, but I do it ethically yeah. because I mean, the difference between a con man and a salesman is the salesman has something to offer you, something physical to offer you. Yeah. Comment is just selling the dream. Yeah. So I always try to do everything ethically. Awesome, man. So talk about that persuasion a little bit then. How do you go about, you know, persuading the, the people that you're selling to and, and what are some of those things that that you yeah. find that you're successful with that helps you connect with people? Absolutely. So after doing like diving down the rabbit hole of uh of persuasion and the psychology of humans and on what really makes them make decisions. I've came, I came across 25 cognitive biases. So it's by, um, you know, Warren Buffett's business partner, Charlie Munger. So he came out with this list of 25 cognitive biases of humans, human misjudgment where there's certain f- things that humans can undergo to make misjudgments or bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you've ever seen an advertise, uh, advertisement on TV, what's the first thing they show you? They show you, uh, for example, if you're working out, if you want to have a better body, somebody that already has a body that you want, you know? So that's, that's for example, that's called reward bias. Like, they're, they're leading with what they want, well, what you want. Um, I mean, I don't want to go through all 25 of them because they'll get long, but I'll give you one that really, that really works. And... A second one would be like social proof to make sure that people are actually supporting you in your in your dream or supporting you in your product. Because if you don't have anybody supporting you as far as 
uh, comments, reviews. Um, it's like nobody knows you. So nobody's yeah. going to do business with you if no one has done business with you before because people don't want to do business with people that they don't know is going to make sure that they have the right benefit or make yeah. sure that they're going to get screwed. So you just want to you want to make sure that you have good social proof so people could be like, okay, people have bought, people like it. I'm going to I'm going to get the same benefit. Gotcha. So talking about that support just in a little bit of a different way though. A lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who start their own thing, you know, they'll they'll get a lot of backlash from it and they'll get a lot of criticism and and some people will fight through that and others will, you know, they'll kind of crumble. So talk about your journey, um, you know, with the support that you've had or if it's been a lack of support that you've had and kind of how you've dealt with that and how you recommend others deal with that. Yeah, so that that's a double-edged sword because I know a lot of people are going to get hate for what what they want because if you're if you're innovative people are going to hate it because people are already conforming to what's what's currently in the market so if you bring a new fresh idea nobody's going to accept it so you just have to focus on making sure your grass is green that's the way I, I, I deal with negative criticism is I don't try to see whose grass is greener or for what reasons their grass is greener. I just focus on my grass. Um, and if anybody has anything negative to say, just uh, the best I can say is just brush it off and make sure if it's you know negative comments, for example, or negative reviews, uh, make sure that you do everything in your power to make it right and make, make turn that negative review into a positive review. With the future of your business, whatever it may be, or whatever business it may be, the future of your businesses, I should say, kind of where do you see yourself going? That's a great question. I was actually just thinking about this today. Um, Like, I'm always, I think it's an evolution of of myself through, you know, working a job and, you know, becoming a business owner is looking at my ideal version of myself. Like what is it that I'm chasing? What it is? What it is? What is it that I'm pursuing? And that's really like legacy, and breaking the mold of poverty in my in my life, in my family tree. Uh, because I don't want my child to go through that. I don't want my family, my future family, to go through that. So that really drives me. Um, so I'm just I'm just looking to find businesses that I believe in, so I could enjoy what I'm doing on a daily basis, and also it creates a big in- impact. Because at that point, then I know I'm serving people and I'm I'm making money doing what I'm passionate about. So it could be real estate, um, it could be life insurance, um, it could be consulting. I mean, the, the list goes on because I, I like a lot of things. So, but. What I keep in front of all of that is impact, impact and, and legacy. Because gotcha. at, at then at what point are you doing it for for, you know, for anything? Yeah, exactly. Got to be doing it for something. So, for people who are just starting out, and they know they want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't exactly know what. You've kind of had that path where you've tried multiple different things, and you've been doing uh, a lot of different things. So, what's your advice to new entrepreneurs? Do you advise them to, you know, try a lot of different things and see what they like? Or maybe mm-hmm. try to hone in on something that they think they may like and go after that? 
uh, right away? Or how do you recommend that new entrepreneurs yeah. go about you know finding what they want to do? I like this because Gary B talks about this, and I follow Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he talks about like how do you know what your favorite food is if you've never tried it? Exactly. So the, <laughs> you just have to try. You have to try, and you have to you know have an increased self awareness of your ability in whatever it is that you're doing and also not be afraid to get feedback from people to say, Hey, am I good at this? Am I not good at this? What can I improve on? Like you really have to be analyzing your strengths and your weaknesses on a constant basis. Um, and then at some point, like you'll have enough belief and you have enough conviction in what you're doing and you're good at it. Go with that and, and, and ride it till the wheels fall off. Yeah. You know, because the window of opportunity doesn't stay open forever. Yeah, it, it'll close on you. So you just have to go for for the, the opportunity that you're looking for and see where it'll take you. Because more than more than half of the times, that opportunity is going to take you to another opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if you would have never went for the opportunity, you would have never got the segue. Yeah, or the exactly. pivot. So talk about an experience for yourself as an entrepreneur where you went one way. And you found out it was not the right way. Just completely wrong. And kind of what you learned from that? I mean, for example, uh, I talked about this earlier. Is you know, I came out with these necklaces and bracelets with the idea of they were just gonna be you know a nice piece of jewelry that I was selling to people, you know, with the meaning of you know contributing our uh, of our profits to education. Um, so I just started doing that and that. You know, I wasn't seeing a lot of conversions. I wasn't seeing a lot of sales. So I mean, like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always have to be telling yourself, you know, what's a better way to do this? So then I started doing some research on jewelry. And then I came across, um, you know, doTERRA in Young Living. And then I saw that they were raving about diffuser jewelry and also how they were hating that diffuser jewelry wasn't trendy or didn't look good. It looked to grandma so then I came up with the idea to make trendy jewelry that had the diffuser benefit that I didn't even know about so then I just introduced something that they were already understanding of and then I just put it right in front of them and I was like yeah this is exactly what you want and that's another thing entrepreneurs always have to be looking at the comments um, and the feedback to see what what your buyers like what they don't like and then that's pretty much going to be notes that you could take and then you could go that direction so you always have to be looking for feedback for sure so one last thing for new entrepreneurs what is your biggest advice to them when they're getting started i can give a lot of advice but the first thing i would do is is so okay so i like to call this like the four steps of like how to level up in your life so get clarity what is it that you want? A hundred percent. No shame. How much money? What type of car? What type of house? Where do you want your credit score to be? Whatever it is that you want, have, put it down on a piece of paper. Have clarity. Because if you don't know what you're aiming for, you're never going to hit it. Yeah. Second, have a big why. So whys are no, normally two things. Whys are people or whys are you know your reasons for achieving your goal. And be very – have juicy wise you know have something that's going to move you to to pull you through anything that you might encounter Uh, number three is create a plan have a step-by-step plan on how you're going to achieve what you want to achieve 
And then fourth, don't quit. Do not quit. I mean, there's a power to to staying in it. You know, just don't tap out. Yeah. And at that point, it just comes down to sticking to a plan. Gotcha. Nice. So going back to number two in that list, what's your why? What's my why? My why's have changed through my evolution of business. I mean, at first it was for money, and then I made a little bit of money, and I said, you know, money is good, but there has to be something attached to money to give it purpose. Like money is just a tool to get what you want. My why is my family. My why is my son now, you know, going to be born in 2019. Um, You know, my why is is my, my girlfriend my family my why is a legacy it's to it's to not be forgotten once i die so I'll, it's now it's a lot of things before it was just money but now it's it's impact on like future generations in my family yeah. man this could not be a better episode to ask the last <laughs> question that i ask everyone what's the last question I'll, I'll ask you in just a sec, but before I do that, I just want to take a sec to say how much uh, I appreciate you welcoming me, welcoming me into your home here to record this episode. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story and what you do with all of listeners. So thank you so much for that, Dan. Tony, I appreciate you, man, because entrepreneurs need to listen to podcasts like these. Like I was saying, there needs to be an incubator out there for entrepreneurs where uh, a community can be built for communications, strategies, uh, business ideas, marketing ideas, how to sell better. So um, I appreciate for I appreciate you allowing me to share that with, with, with your audience. Yeah, for sure, man. And so my last question, just so perfect for you, and I swear I asked this to everyone, so it's not yeah. like I just made this for you. <laughs> but I appreciate it. It's a hypothetical situation. It's called the three truths. Have you ever heard of it? I think so. I think Lewis House does this. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Lewis. Oh, I love this one. Yeah. So um, if you haven't listened to my podcast before this is your first time, I'll go over um, kind of what three truths is. So basically it's a hypothetical scenario where it's your last day on earth and you, you know, you're on your deathbed and you're about to die and basically... You've done everything you've wanted to do in your life. You've accomplished all the goals that you've set for yourself. And, you know, you've impacted all the people that you want to impact. Basically, you've just done every single thing that you set out to do and more. Yeah. But at the end of your last day, when you die, everything is going to be erased. Mm -hmm. And so nobody has anything to remember you by except for the three things that you write down on the piece of paper that's next to you. So what are your three truths? My three truths... It's perfect. Make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. I like it, man. Short and simple to the point. That's it, brother. There we go. Awesome. Dan, where can we connect with you best? So you guys can find me um, Instagram. Uh, I guess the link will be here, but you can find me on Instagram. Uh, You can also find me on Facebook. I love to connect with you. Connect with my business too, uh, Aroma Necklaces on Instagram, um, and any entrepreneur that just wants to reach out that really wants somebody to to help them with. Um, it could be online business, or it could be uh, persuasion, or it could be you know how to market better. Uh, you know, reach out to me because I love to to help entrepreneurs that. You know, want want a better way to do business, you know. And also, more importantly, if you want to have a business for a purpose, reach out, for me, reach out to me because that's really what I'm passionate about. Awesome, man. 
Alright, Dan, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we will see you on the next episode. There you have it. What a great interview with Dan. I always enjoy talking with Dan because I'll go away thinking about things in a new perspective. If you want to connect with Dan, be sure to find him on Instagram at Dan Mejia. That's M-E-J-I-A underscore or at Aroma Necklaces. You can also find them on Facebook as well. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to check out the website by clicking the link on my Instagram at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast or by going to EmergingPodcast.com. There you can find all the podcast episodes, my blog, and my Create Your Own Podcast course. Please, if you've enjoyed the podcast thus far, Leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you again so much for tuning in to this episode of Emerging Entrepreneurs. Now, it's your time to emerge.